Hi everyone and welcome back to Overcoming Your Story podcast in 2022. I hope you had a good break and that you're off to a good start this year. I struggled a lot over the holidays, but I'm happy and grateful to be here. So this week we talk about a book. So it's a book review this time. Yay! So the book is called Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. And the subtitle is The Emotional Lives of Black Women. Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen is a book that came out in June last year and is written by Dr. Inga Burnett Ziegler. I hope I don't butcher her name. It is part memoir, part self-help, and part academic nonfiction. So about the author. Dr. Inga Burnett Ziegler is a licensed clinical psychologist and associate professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at the Feinberg School of Medicine at Northwestern University. She has two decades of clinical experience helping people with stress, trauma, mood, and anxiety conditions and interpersonal strain. In her clinical practice, She promotes holistic wellness through mindfulness and compassionate self-care. Dr. Inga's uh, work focuses on the role that social determinants of health play in mental illness and treatment, particularly in the Black community. She's an advocate for normalizing participation in mental health treatment and assuring that all individuals have access to high-quality evidence-based mental health care. Dr. Burnett Ziegler has written dozens of articles and other publications on trauma and mental health in the Black community and lectures widely on research and barriers to access and engagement in mental health treatment, mindfulness and strategies to improve mental health treatment, participation and outcomes. A very stellar academic who writes a a great book, so let's see. Um, So this is the first sentence of the book. It goes, if you want to get something done, ask a black woman. Yeah. So in society, black women are beautiful, intelligent, capable, but mostly they embrace strong. So Dr. Ziegler praises the strength of women while exploring how trauma and adversity have led to deep emotional pain and shaped how black women walk through the world. Black women's strength is intimately tied to their unacknowledged suffering. That's the thing. An estimated 8 in 10 women have endured some form of trauma, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, poverty, childhood abandonment, victim or witness of crime, and violence, regular confrontation with racism and sexism. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen shows that trauma often impacts mental health and physical well-being. It can contribute to stress, anxiety, PTSD, and depression. Unaddressed, it can lead to hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, overeating, alcohol, and drug abuse, and other chronic health problems. So this is the science of ACEs, that unaddressed childhood uh, trauma leads to chronic stress 
I mean, yeah, leads to chronic stress and then you develop illnesses in your life. So Dr. Ziegler tries to explain that strong black women image does not take into account the urgency of black women's needs, which must be identified in order to lead abundant lives. Trauma uh, unacknowledged, unidentified cannot be healed. So we have to acknowledge the pain to be able to heal it. And we need like witnesses. It could be a therapist, it could be communities, it could be family, friends, but we need someone to witness our pain so that we can get past it. And the thing is in our families, because we don't recognize the pain, the trauma, then we don't get the lessons from it. So if you know that a great aunt was pregnant when she was 16 and you talk about it, uh, she shares her experience with you. Maybe you, you will not become pregnant at 16 because someone in your family went through that and then you learned about it, you processed it, you, you know, you got all the knowledge from it and then now you don't need to do, you don't, you don't go through that again. So that's, that's one thing. But if we keep silent, then this processing doesn't happen. It cannot happen because we do what they call reenactment. So we keep doing the same thing. Generations change and the same mistakes are made because families don't process together and heal together and get the lessons from things together because everybody is dealing with their pain in silence and shame. So that's why we need um, to, to change. So this unacknowledged uh, pain interferes with the way the black woman functions every day and also in her relationships. Through mindfulness and compassion, the other things that, and self-care, uh, the other things that we can start building new tools to take care of ourselves. So this book is an informative guide to healing. It is life-changing and showing black women how to prioritize the self and find everyday joys in self-worth, as well as discover the fullness and beauty within both um, their strength and vulnerability. This line from the book um, really stood out for me. Black people's pain is always on a spectrum. There's always someone who has it worse off. For that, we should be grateful. So it's something where uh, I see that also in African-American communities, but in Africa too, when you say something is hurting you, someone will tell you that, but that other person has it worse, so you should be happy that you only have this. But the thing is, it doesn't take away your pain. So what we need to do is um, acknowledge our pain, stop comparing our pain and turn to healing. So the author invites black women to heal because we know that before you can get past your pain, um, you have to acknowledge it and heal it. Avoidance actually is a trauma response and we do a lot of that. Not talking about is it, about stuff is avoidance and that's a trauma response. So she preaches rest. She, she likes what she calls non-doing in this society that is going so, so fast. So she, she advocates for rest. Non-doing means you don't do anything. You just sit around. Sit around, don't do anything, okay? Because in this society where everything has to be efficient, it has to go fast, we think we have to always be doing. So if you have checklists, if you're that kind of person who functions with checklists, please put rest on your checklist. Put rest as one point on your checklist to check off. So she wants to give space and attention to black women's joy 
and she wants to focus her work in the future on, on that too. I'm going to read you two quotes about the book how that other people give. So the first one goes, Black women give and give and give to the point of emotional exhaustion. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Let us know how to break this unhealthy cycle by learning self-forgiveness, which through God's help leads to self-love and the power to say no. I come first in my life. That's from Mary J. Blige. So the second quote is, Patience, courage, and perseverance are required in taking good care of yourself. You are worthy. You are important. Your song is part of a great symphony. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. We help you find your instrument and melody. Jennifer Lewis. So, yeah. I love this book, really, like reading all the chapters, everything was so resonating with me, you know, how how we put on this mask before we go into society. We, you know, we, we, we hide our pain. We put a mask on our pain, how in the office we don't want to give in to cliches. So we, in the workplace, right, we worry about how we are perceived. We don't want to conform to stereotypes. So we try to you know, we try to hide ourselves so that we wouldn't be victims of prejudice. And even despite being all of this, despite that black women are the uh, primary breadwinners in in many homes, they also suffer from a lot of a high rate of unemployment in the U.S. And then also that imposter syndrome is highly rampant in black women. Most of the time we internalize uh, major s- systemic issues as personal ones because since we don't talk about stuff so instead of knowing that we are depressed we feel like a failure that's how I used to feel I'm such a failure all my friends have become directors and I'm here stuck in the back office of this bank crunching numbers but um, what I needed to see was that I, it was such a huge, huge um, effort for me every morning to go to work and I didn't recognize that it was depression. So many of us have this where we can suffer from toxic workplaces and microaggression and then we don't even recognize it. Then we internalize it and then we are we think we are a failure and then we cannot cope. Yeah, and uh, I like when she talked about the fact that a black woman can do everything right and still have nothing to show for, you know. And it it makes her feel inferior because she does all these things. She goes to school, she does. And then at the end of the day, she's still surviving and struggling. And then she just feels like a failure. As I was saying, when you see other people advancing and thriving and, and, and things like that. There's a chapter about intergenerational trauma. So she says that trauma responses become ingrained behavior modeled for future generations because no one ever stops to think about why they're continuing the cycle. For black women specifically, this is a huge facet of the strong black woman archetype because it has been projected onto us uh, on such a massive scale that it is treated as endemic to the culture. Black women are brainwashed to believe certain things 
are normal for all black women to go through. So it, so it goes unchecked. Why these attributes are abundantly common, they are not normal. Merely normalized. So normalized doesn't mean normal. I really like that difference because, for example, in Cameroon, they say it's the woman that makes a home. <clears throat> so the burden of a whole home um, where there's a man and there's a woman, they put it on the woman. So if no, it's a woman that makes a happy home. Uh, it's such so much pressure. So then it gives the, the man freedom to do whatever since everything falls on the shoulders of the woman. A large part of the archetype is not discussing trauma, distress, anxiety, and other depression. Black women may face is reinforced as they are unconsciously feeding the misconception that something is wrong with them individually for not being able to get over it rather than recognizing that everyone struggles sometimes and getting help is not a sign of weakness. That's a message we really need to get across. Getting help is not a sign of weakness. It's weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. Yes, because not accepting help is one, it's a, it's a trauma response too. So when you go over that and then you can get help, then, you know, you're already uh, ahead somehow in your healing. And then we tend to measure ourselves by the success of other prosperous black women. Dr. Bernard Ziegler says that other black women, they are also likely to be hiding the weight of their struggles for the same reason. You know, everybody is hiding. And then because we are taught that a black woman has to sh shoulder all responsibilities because we don't confront the trauma, it spreads. It's really a wonderful book. You know, there's a book about, there's some very hard chapters, like loss of innocence about sexual trauma. And um, I, I love this book. I know that it's a heavy read. Um, she also touches up, uh, on religion and the role of religion in, in all of this. Yes, yes, yes. So what I wanted to say is that you have to read this book at, at your own pace, okay? I would recommend it for anyone who is seeking healing um, because it's, uh, yeah, it's such an important book. Even, even, even if you are not black and you're a trauma survivor, I still think that it's a, it's a worthwhile book to read. But for me, I didn't feel as if it was a heavy read. It gave me a sense of calm and uh, being seen. I felt seen. I felt understood by someone I have never met, uh, have no clue about, and then I felt really seen and understood. And I liked the cover. She said it was, I haven't found that artist online, but she said it was, the cover was done by an African artist. Um, yeah, I like the cover photo a lot. So check the book out. It's called Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. And the subtitle is The Emotional Lives of Black Women. That's it for this week. I will be doing book reviews from time to time because I read so many books. <laughs> uh, really, I read many, many books. And um, I just it just came to my mind that I should start sharing those. I also listen to many podcasts. So I will be sharing some podcasts for you to, to listen to. I hope you enjoy your January month. Until next time, take good care of yourselves and uh, subscribe to the podcast if you want. It will help me. I want to grow the podcast. So please subscribe to it, to it and share it with your friends. Yeah, share the podcast with your friends. I would like that a lot. 
Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.